The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. We have a very important guest on the phone, Amelia Bond, who's the Chief Executive Officer of St. Louis Community Foundation, is with us, and she has a very great background in the finance world and uh, being Executive Vice President of George K. Baum. She was Managing Director and Head of Public Finance and Managing Director at Wachovia, a Wells Fargo company. Senior Vice President and Director of Public Finance at A.G. Edwards and & Son. And I could go on and on, Amelia, but what you are doing here in the St. Louis wow. area with the St. Louis Community Foundation is is really, really important. So thank you for being on the air with us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Tell our listeners, because some may not be familiar, Amelia, with the St. Louis Community Foundation, what your mission is, and uh, then we're going to get into what you've been doing actually the last four weeks that have been really vital for the area. Oh, well, well, so, yeah, the St. Louis Community Foundation is actually, believe it or not, it's a 100-year-old institution here, in, um, and there are 1,100 worldwide like us, um, but uh, it is a charitable foundation that's comprised of funds, and those funds are uh, put together by companies, by individual donors, by families, um, and for charitable purposes. And so we have about 750 funds here at the St. Louis Community Foundation. Some are for people who are um, left their money for to carry out their charitable work beyond their lifetime. Um, so think of us like a trustee bank where we're carrying out their charitable intent. Um, and then we have a, a lot of living donors, um, and we help them be charitable in our community. Um, so, for example, um, we have assets of about $500 million, um, and last year alone we had $100 million in grant-making that went out um, out of the foundation and into the community. And wow. um yeah, and about that was about 6,000 grants were made by the foundation last year. So um, it is. It's a, it's a lot of volume. It's a very high touch with our living donors. Um, and then we carry out into forever uh, the work of donors that were, have been, you know, built funds here at the foundation as much as over 100 years ago. And you will effectively help uh, areas such as education, health care, the environment, the arts, jobs, skills, neighborhood revitalization, exactly. equity kinds exactly. of things. And I was reading uh, in your materials. Yeah, it, uh, $250 million distributed uh, to local nonprofits by donors over the last five years. That's an incredible amount of money. I, I know that the region has always been very benevolent, and uh, is is they really give a lot to the community to help the community uh, succeed in areas. And it, it's you know, it's really demonstrated by a lot of what you just said in looking that it's the oldest fund. I was looking back at some history things that uh, Edward, uh, is it Burdell, who uh, founded mm-hmm. the right. the oldest fund. Well, he was one of the and he was one of the oldest funds, exactly. So it he, really he, focuses uh, that St. Louis had this um, dynamic interest in helping other people way back in the day. Yeah, we were actually the. Um, there are, as I said, there are 1,100 found community foundations across the country. Um, today, the largest is Silicon Valley. No surprise. Um, you know, I think there are over 10 billion dollars in assets. Um, but we were actually the sec- are the second oldest c- 
Community Foundation. The first one was founded in Cleveland, and uh, the estate attorney that founded that foundation did work here in St. Louis. As you know, back in the early 1900s, we were the gateway to you know were the gateway to the West and a strong banking community. And so, um, it was the start of this charitable bank that has a um, its roots in um, promoting philanthropy within in our region. Now, since March the 24th, folks, you have to understand this, $1.61 million has gone out through two funds, the COVID-19 Regional Response Fund and the Gateway Resilience Fund. And, Amelia, if you could kind of talk about those two uh, separately, and then we'll uh, talk about the impact that those have done. Tell us a little bit about the the COVID-19 Regional Response Fund. Well, that fund was, um, we started at the week of, um, well, Friday, Friday the 13th. Um, and it was a concept that uh, I had seen done. I knew it was coming from Seattle, the Seattle region. Um, and uh, it, it, the idea is to say, how do we bring people together and how do we make collective? We know there's not going to be enough funding to do all that's going to be needed during this pandemic crisis. And so how do we engage our whole community to, to come together at this time and support and prioritize the needs. Um, so we we created the COVID-19 Regional Response Fund here at the St. Louis Community Foundation only as we became the quarterback. Uh, we pulled um, about a dozen different foundations together who immediately were so so incredible. They jumped on board. Uh, we seeded the fund with $100,000 and others quickly came in. Um, and since March 13th, we now have probably close to 35 to 40 people who have uh, organizations, companies, individual, individuals, uh, families who have become part of what we're calling a coalition to say, let's stand up St. Louis and, and um, prioritize how we're going to make grants into the community for those most in need. Um, to do that grant making, we created an advisory council, and that council is comprised of people who are boots on the ground who know the areas that are being impacted, education, the elderly, um, the um, uh, labor, to um, many different groups. And um, so we've been meeting that council once to twice a week. I think they've convened four times since the 13th of March. And they actually make the recommendations of what are the biggest needs and priorities. And so, yes, as you said, um, out of the COVID Regional Response Fund to date, we've raised, um, we're in excess of um, about $2 million uh, to... I'm trying to think here. Yeah, about two, two to three million has been raised, and wow. um, actually now about a million dollars out of that fund has gone out um, to 34 uh, nonprofits. And um, we could, actually today we're just um, announcing that we are going to have a competitive um, grant making process, so we're opening it up. Um, so that that as long as funding is there, we will continue to roll money out of that fund um, and have that advisory council meet. You know, one of the things that stood out to me about this was that this was designed for those groups to who are really going to struggle during this time. And, you know, I'm going to list some of these folks so you can hear. If you're aging-wise, you've got St. Louis Area Agency on Aging for Nutrition, Transportation, and Other Services, Cardinal River Senior Services, Basic Needs, Mental Health, uh, Catholic Charities, 
who coordinate agencies, a Metro Trans Umbrella Group for food toiletries, social isolation, connections to success, people with a job loss, transportation, you know, child care, United for Children, nutrition and child care for emergency and essential personnel, disability, those paraquat, emotional mm-hmm. support, you know, the Singles Area Food Bank, mental and behavioral health services. What a great thing because these are the groups that are, are often, I would say, um, unseen in the regular world when things aren't, you know, when things are going fine. But, man, when you've got something going on like this, they are, can be totally forgotten and, and pushed to, like, the back of the corner. And you well, guys really stepped up. Exactly. Well, you know, at a time like this, uh, you know, unprecedented crisis, uh, you know, we're asking these organizations to not only do what they did every day before the crisis, but now step up and build capacity to to do more work. And so getting immediate funding was was so is so critical. Um, and so that's the goal of this fund is to really um, encourage giving um, in a collective and collaborative way. Um, and we're just seeing um, so many are stepping in, um, you know, companies, Amron, Schnucks, Wells Fargo, Emerson to Purina to um, uh, mid-sized businesses to um, we have um, just this week a family, Knight family, um, just announced a significant gift to the fund, which we hope will draw other families to give um, to the fund. And these are often families that don't want to be public, but they recognize that this is a time where we need to encourage each other to give. Um, and, uh, yeah, those nonprofits are, are the boots on the ground doing the really hard work, but they have the ability to have tremendous impact. And so, you know, they have broad reach, um, they have a, a track record, um, and they can also serve a number of, you know, we're looking for how can we have as broad a significant impact. Um, so those were some of the criteria we used in making those decisions for grants. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langson of St. Louis In Tune. We're talking to Amelia Bond, who is the Chief Executive Officer of St. Louis Community Foundation. And Amelia, uh, the Gateway Resilience Fund, um, $1.61 million granted to date. And talk about that, because that focuses a lot on the downtown businesses and community area. Uh, speak to that for a little bit. So that fund, the Gateway Resilience Fund, uh, began actually, uh, we had an anonymous, anonymous donor who has a particular interest in um, uh, the workers that were initially first impacted being bar and restaurant um, uh, waitresses, servers, dishwashers, you know, the people that depend on tips, um, and small businesses. You know, so many of our small businesses are in our neighborhoods uh, throughout the region, and and how do we support them? Um, So that fund was created, and we opened it up to the public um, quickly, recognizing we wanted to just get some cash in the hands of people who work in those those sectors. And so uh, we offered a $500 uh, cash award, a very simple application, as you can imagine, and it's, it's just, ter- you know, hard to watch is that the volume of those applications has been tremendous. Um, and to date, the fund has raised about a million and a half dollars. We actually have granted away that 1.6, by the way, is, was um, the total um, that was given of the two funds. Um, gotcha. So about half, a little over, um, about half of it 
Um, and today, a million dollars has gone out of the Gateway Resilience Fund. Um, we've raised about a million three to a million and a half. Um, we do have, for example, we have actually a donor, an anonymous donor yesterday just announced a matching grant, a dollar-for-dollar matching grant for the Resilience Fund of $100,000. So between now and over the next 60 days, which I'm going to assume we're going to pretty easily raise another 100000 that donor will match that 100000 um, So that, that's the type of thing that's going on. There's a lot of energy, um, and we're just working very hard here at the foundation to get grants out the door. I think over over 1,000 individual grants of $500 have gone out to uh, people just in um, checks. And as there's funds available, we're going to keep those grants coming. Um, and this, unfortunately, just we do know there won't be enough for everybody. Now, how can uh, people, uh, two things here, I mean, how can people, number one, give to uh, this particular resilience fund? What, what should they do? Um, well, go, both funds, we, are, we look for donations to either the COVID Regional Response Fund and or uh, the Gateway Resilience Fund. Um, you can go to stlgives.org, and you'll see um, a big, bold uh, red uh, banner that uh, click on that, and it can take, to, take you to the two funds and gives a good description, and you can give online. Um, and also, uh, you can call the foundation or, or send checks to the foundation as well. Now, you have an artist relief fund also, correct? Yep, we do. Um, under the sort of... Um, the Gateway Resilience Fund became sort of the big umbrella, um, and under that, several funds have, have sort of what I'll call sub-funds have opened. Um, one was um, is the Regional Arts Commission. Uh, that commission authorized $100,000 specifically for artists, and uh, to date, um, that fund is um, funded and uh, Applications are being received, and the Regional Arts Commission is working um, diligently to, to – they have criteria in place for who qualifies for that fund, and then the St. Louis Community Foundation is administering that fund. Wow, that's incredible what you're what you're doing with that, Mark. Did you have a, a question you wanted to ask, Amelia? I'm sorry, to... so many. I, I'm just uh, <laughs> just uh, thank you for what you're doing, and I know you don't expect anyone to thank you for this because you see the yeah. need and you're certainly going after right. it. And uh, we, we just appreciate it. I know you've done some work with Gives STL as well, and, and you just uh, you have a wonderful heart. Thank you. You know, I, I, well, I don't know what to say. St. Louis has a wonderful heart, and it's so many people jumping on board and finding unique ways um, to, to give. And, um, I mean, we've been just uh, floored by the response of, you know, businesses um, that are dedicating a percentage of their, you know, $2 out of a cup of coffee is being fundraised for to go into the Resilience Fund. To, um, there was a line uh, last, I think, weekend before last of Mission Taco had a, um, was uh, giving for free tacos and, and taking contributions for the Resilience Fund, and there was a line of 50 cars. I mean, it's just been, it's been an unbelievable um, wonderful, you know, a bright story in a very um, tough period of time. It is a, t- a challenging time, and uh, it, and the Resilience Fund is a wonderful uh, uh, 
vehicle, I think, to help people. And it's going to continue even after we start to get back to work, I would say. Wouldn't you? I mean, uh, folks are still going to need to ramp up, get back to work. These hourly uh, employees are going to need some money. I know you're helping folks with, with their rent payments and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's there's going to be some residual, I guess, after... After yeah. we start to get I, back, I think I think our main hope with the Resilience Fund is that it provided some initial cash to to the best extent possible. Um, you know, we we know we're barely going to scratch the surface um, with this fund, but if we can help one right. person, and we've helped a thousand, but. Um, we wish we yeah. could do more, but um, you know the federal government. I think the money will start to flow eventually, but as we, you know, it takes time, and so we were able to be very responsive very quickly. We do believe that the COVID nineteen regional response fund will actually become a recovery fund at some point um, and pivot towards. Um, for example, you know, we do know that there are going to be healthcare workers that need. You know, mental health services are likely to be an area that are is going to we're going to see great need as we recover right. from from these events. So I think that, that particularly that fund will remain in existence for a while um, beyond just this, you know, initial response crisis. Right. right. You know, if you ever wondered what the impact was, uh, folks out there, of money that is donated in our area or whether you have donated money to the St. Louis Community Foundation and wonder how that the impact is they have a page describing some of the impact and and sometimes you see it for yourself if if you are able to get out and deliver some things and be a part of some groups that actually have some hands on uh, they're right on the front lines of doing things you see the impact but many times you don't you can go to their website and see that but if uh, I want to echo again stlgives.org stlgives.org or if you go to their Facebook page, it is the St. Louis Community Foundation, St. Louis Community Foundation, and they are actually located at uh, Oak Knoll and are uh, serving our community in a great way right now, have been doing that for a long time, but are really stepping up to the plate. Uh, Amelia, any last words that you want to give to us about uh, what you guys are doing, encouragement for folks if they don't uh, know what to do with some extra money that they have laying around. What do they do? <laughs> well, uh, join our coalition. It is a coll- collective, collaborative effort. We're just we're just providing the platform to for us to all do the work together. Um, and so we do encourage people to give because we we're just going to keep um, keep at it. As there's money in the fund, we'll keep rolling it. Both funds will keep rolling that money through and and out the door as quickly as possible. And um, stay safe, stay well, and stay six feet apart. And folks, Invest for Tomorrow has a positive impact today. That's on their from their website. Invest in the future, St. Louis, an important thing. Yeah. Amelia Bond. CEO of St. Louis Community Foundation, thank you very much for being on the show today. We appreciate it, and uh, stay healthy and stay well, and uh, continued uh, thank you for what you're doing. It's important. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for letting us share the story. You bet. Take care. You too. Bye.